Hello, folks. Welcome back to Straightforward Farming Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Reed, alongside Nick McCormick. So, Nick, what do you think of this weather? Oh, it's cold. It's way past 4020 weather here. For you sure. You to shake the wheel till your arm fell off right now. Boy, you ain't a kidding. It's going to get colder tonight. Yep. It'll take nine cans of ether to get one of them started in this kind of weather. No doubt. No yep. doubt. And uh, I'm ready for winter to be over. I've had my fill. Yep, me too. Snow and one good, a little bit of it. It can go away. Yep, one good snow, and I'm done now. Ready for 90-degree weather and move forward. So Yeah, that's for sure. Yep. Got the big Louisville Farm Show coming right up. Yep. You all geared up, up, ready to uh, go. We're, yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Does everybody get nervous in the pulling world this time of year? Everybody, like, scrambling to get uh, A little ready bit. You always got your, out. you know, stuff super hard to get right now i mean it's always a little touch and go on some of that stuff like you know if you you come across something it's like oh i didn't know this was bad or i want to make this upgrade and i'm waiting on it or whatever but this year's super bad on that so yeah was there many guys pulled at ships you wanted that will pull in louisville like could have tore some stuff up or um most? no not too much on that that was a little bit uh different classes got you up there um now there's another one coming up Sometime in March up there, that we'll have some guys that will be at Louisville that will be up there. But, yeah, by and large, most of the guys that were up there, there's a, there a few. I mean, there's some super farm guys, some light pro guys. Probably most guys probably guys. go pretty cautious coming into Louisville. I mean, just for that reason, don't they? So they don't tear something up and then can't. So that's always the the thing. Like, you want to know what it's going to do, like make sure everything's okay. By the same token, you don't want to tear it up. So it's like, how much do you do before you go to Louisville? Because Louisville's still a big deal, you know, at sure. least to – least to me and a lot of other people so you, a lot of guys hold off a lot of guys try to go full board to figure things out and then sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't yeah. you know? i guess if you got plenty of parts sitting there and you can sacrifice something yeah i don't know that anybody has plenty of parts right now yeah i'll bet not what do you think of that ford that had the high speed come apart up there Yowzers. That, uh, <laughs> quite the deal for those yeah. of you that don't know uh did, did beer money have that on their tiktok page i'm sure they did yeah, yeah. go to beer money is it beer money pulling beer money pulling yeah. on tiktok yeah and uh, there's a ford tractor on there coming screaming down the track and got basically to the end of the track and, to bluey yeah. yeah blew the motor clean out of the tractor yeah. into the end, wall into the wall and parts went here there up there down there everywhere yeah. <laughs> i got a kick out of it on that video though you could hear once that stuff you could hear the parts raining down you could hear shit hitting the concrete bouncing and dinging and one of my buddies had actually just got out of his chair and went outside to, to strap some stuff down <laughs> some of that stuff landed in his chair no kidding really glad he got up yeah, yeah like, really glad he wasn't there yeah yeah and that's just one of the things i mean you, you never know yeah and you can't prepare for it i mean mm-hmm. is there any way that could be mitigated? i mean on a deal like that i mean a fire blanket or any of that stuff ain't gonna stop that is it i mean you know i mean so they they have a cable around the engine and now there's a new rule already came out for two cables um we used to run two cables way back or at least at louisville anyway and then that kind of went away now does that go around the frame of the tractor and no, the motor? just around the engine so really okay just to hold the so they went to one so it would flip forward, which that one did. It flipped forward. It just flipped forward a little farther than planned on it going. Um, that was the argument against the two cables. We used to run one in front, one in the back. But, man, it takes a really good cable to stop that. Like, Yeah, and to some degree, so you got to have safety for the driver, too, though. Don't, I mean, yeah, you, I mean gotta, you don't want it to come backwards. Yeah. I mean, I've seen one pop off and hit the roll cage on the side, you know, just did miss the driver or whatever. I mean, you never know where they're going. That's a lot of force, and it's uh, – What's the most catastrophic failure you've ever seen? I mean, you know, you've been around to pulling world for a long. I mean, you've seen everything from runaway tractors, you know, that the sled didn't get stopped. Uh, most everything. catastrophic. 
You know, I have missed a bunch of those. I, I was at Gordyville when Robert Martin blew the top of his engine off and it landed pretty close in front of me, but on the other side of the gates, you know, you know no harm, no foul, but didn't hurt anything. Just kind of lopped off to the side. I was at Tome of the year. The guy drove over his tractor, basically, and come down hard, and the front end buckled and broke the frame, and he basically ran over it. But we had left. It was late that night that we got rain delayed, and it was late, so we'd already went back to the hotel. So I missed that one. In person, I haven't seen a ton of really nasty ones in person, fortunately. Yeah. Best place to be, though, is far enough where you can be like, hmm, what the hell was that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know Clint Tucker. I mean, he's had, yep. you know, thousands of hours of pulling mm-hmm. experience you'll go into tractor pulls and whatnot i mean just the videos he's got over the yeah. years of just stuff that one of the worst ones i saw was but i was there again i was far enough away where i didn't know what it was it was a turbine that exploded and that thing threw parts everywhere but it was at the perfect place it was up in michigan if i remember right and the grandstands were a good ways back from the tracks and no, nobody got hurt out of it from what i knew anyway but it, I was out in the pits, which were a pretty good ways away from the track. Made a awful, awful noise. But, but there again, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't close enough to get hit. Thank goodness. So. And I guess there's probably enough failures out there, you know, that we don't see. But man, with the horsepower these things are cranking out, it's a wonder you don't see more of that. You know, just really yeah. major, major failures. Honestly, probably the worst one that I was there, but not there for was, I think it was was it the last time we were at the farm show. When that mod blew the drive shaft out, so we're sitting in the front row, pretty close to the starting line. And um, normally, when the mods run, I go in the hallway because well, they're loud and they smell. And they have spark plugs, and any good fuel doesn't need spark to light it; it just does it on its own. So we're, I was in the hallway watching on the monitor or whatever, and Dad got tired, you know, from standing, so he went back and sat down. And that drive shaft popped out of that tractor right after he'd sat down. And hit a friend of mine's tractor. Thank goodness, it's the only tractor in the whole building that had steel fenders, steel Wheatland fenders. John Deere's good for something. Those did have some steel in them, and it hit that, and then it flopped over and just fell right where the only spot in the building it could hit where it didn't hit anybody. If it hadn't been for that, it it hit him. He was coming right at him. Nope. That tractor was backed right up in front of our seats and whacked that tire. It had probably got him otherwise. If it had been any other tractor than that, with a plastic fender, they're a lot narrower than those Wheatland 6030 fenders. It probably hit the tire, and goodness only knows where it went if it hit that tire. Oh, for sure. You know, that thing all launched it back out of there faster than it come down, you know. So, it's a good thing not to be there for that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it does go to show you how dangerous, you know, like a flagman's job is, you know. I mean, especially these local poles around here, which they're probably a little too extreme the other way you know it's just some hill jack that wanted to run the flag that day and ride on that tractor when it gets to the end and it's like man it's, it's pretty close uh, yeah yeah well and i'm not advocating for rule changes on any of this by any stretch of the imagination but i'm like at some level like you know i, I don't mind wearing a fire suit fine whatever but i'm like generally the, the guy that's more at risk is the guy that stands next to it not yeah. the guy that's behind it for sure you know yeah I think some of the scary stuff though has got to be, you know, like the runaway tractors where they don't get her woed. I yeah. mean, that's that's got to be a sad feeling sitting in the seat. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're running 25, 30 mile an hour, and there's no shutting no, down. Nothing you can do. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a bad feeling. No but. parachutes to pull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a wonder you don't see more of that. I mean, you know, there's a multitude of things that can go wrong. They can I go mean. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad shit happens fast. Unfortunately. It's amazing though how that's changed. 
over the years. You know, when you look at what a, a badass pulling tractor was when we was 16 years yeah. old, I mean, don't even hold a candle no. to a tractor nowadays. It, I mean, uh, ain't even close. Unfortunately, not that there's no creativity left, but everything has become a little bit cookie cutter. It's just not as intriguing at some levels it used to be like it's all it's way nicer stuff now but back then if you had you know a couple good ideas and a little bit of cash you could make something happen now the hard parts cost what the hard parts cost and it's expensive and a lot of the stuff's the same from one vehicle to the next and it's just you don't see as much unique stuff like you can pick any class like you know it used to be you'd see a guy with a corvette body mm-hmm. or a van or something in a two-wheel drive or the four-wheel drive class well you don't see any of that now like yeah it's all pretty much S10s, Rangers, you know, F150s, you know, whatever the hell Chevys are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do they make a truck? I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure. Anyway, um, you know, it uh, it's it's all gotten fairly streamlined. You know, the the outliers aren't there anymore. You know, C cabs, all that stuff's kind of went away. Like you you pick what was working or what's easier to get, and that's what everything is now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. That's you know, semi pulling got popular around here the last what ten years. Now, yeah, now it's kind of waned. It's kind of faded other. off. Well, the good guys got too good, and the and the bad guys dropped out. Yeah, you know? I always kind of enjoyed watching them. You know, yeah, oh yeah. It, oh yeah, yeah. But it it, it it came and went pretty fast, unfortunately. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So, when's your first gig in Louisville? Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday then night. That'll determine if you go. If, if I go to Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to have a pretty good run Thursday night to make it to Saturday. So. How many tractors are in your class? Uh, what is there, 12, I think? I think I think it's four sessions of 12, yeah. I think. Is that usually a pretty decent track to pull on? Yeah, they, they do it's really good. good. It's really good, yeah. That's they hard do. to believe that's a basketball arena. You know what I mean? When yeah. you get there, it's, it's... Yeah, used to be anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't play there now, but yeah. Oh, is that right? I don't yeah. keep up with all that. They built a new stadium downtown. They play at the Yum Center now, but... Oh, for, okay. 40 years they played in Freedom Hall. Yeah. No, I didn't realize that. I'd, I'll be damned. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, that, that's really good dirt. Yep. They do a good job with it. Yep. That's got to be a hell of an undertaking, putting all that on, you know, hauling that shit in and, and building So, the back when they did play basketball there, Saturday night you'd see they'd have all the dump trucks lined up. So, Dan Christianian's in charge of all the dirt work down there for the most part, as far as I know, which I'm far from an expert on it, but... And they'd have all their dump trucks lined up, and they'd have that track peeled out of there yet that night. Is that right? Cleaned up, and they'd lay the basketball floor back down because there used to be, from time to time, a game the next day. No kidding. Or on that Monday on, you know, Big Mondays or whatever. Wow. So they would have it all stripped out of there and ceiling tile back in and everything laid back down. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I've never paid no attention. There isn't much dirt outside of just the track itself. I mean, everything else is... Or do they yeah. or do they put dirt in that whole arena? How's that work? Um, so they put DOT barricades down both sides. Yep. And there's dirt from barricade to barricade. Okay. And so then, like, if there's trackers parked theoretically on the side of the track, or they're, that's, they're, they're that's, on pavement. They're yeah. on pavement. Okay. They're on concrete. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure how that was. It's been so long since I've been yeah. there, and I guess I never really paid no yeah, attention. Yeah, they're on right. concrete. So let's just say, excuse me, that that arena is the flat spot on the floor between bleacher to bleacher, let's just say it's 150 foot wide. I don't know what it is. We'll just use that for a number. You know, there's dirt 80 foot of that maybe. Okay. Yeah. I'll be dang. That's probably a bitch to peel that back out of there after that pulls over, I would think. 
Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be? I mean, they packed it and packed well, it. Well, but it's on concrete. So, I mean. Well, I guess that's true, you yeah. Put, you so can put your bucket down and yeah. go. So, like I said, they can whip it out of there pretty quick. Yeah. And, I mean, it's real legitimately the same crew's been doing it for. Yeah, they probably got her down to a science. You're, as long as I can remember. Yeah. You know, like I said. And is, is that sand on the one end, the end that you're pulling towards? Is yeah, there's a sand there? pile down yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I wonder what they thought the first time that was ever proposed. Hey, let's have a tractor pull in here. You know what I mean? That's probably had some people scratching their head, you yeah. know, because that would have been kind of rare back then. That, for that would have been very rare. Those are some pretty forward thinkers. There was a, a group of, of, well, at that time, young gentlemen that uh, proposed that to the Kentucky State Fair Board or whatever, to my understanding, and made that all happen and work. And, you know, back in the day, they didn't have a smoke machine. Yeah. They just blew it up in the rafters. and. <laughs> You know, by the end, I've got I've got some videos from some of that old stuff or whatever, and it, it's pretty crazy to to watch and think about it. You know, tries <laughs> right commercials on TV. Do you, do you have embassy <laughs> medu? Don't give them any ideas. Yeah. Tony. Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> the nineteen seventy one Louisville Ford. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Just blow it and go. And then for a while, they had like a hood over the top of it. You blow it at, and it kind of sucked it away. Really, but the pipe didn't actually go back into the tube. And a lot of variations of how we get the smoke out of the building. Man. I know the last. It was the seventies. Everybody was probably smoking in right. the arena anyway. Exactly. I'll never forget his little kid watching past those smoking rooms. It's like you couldn't even see the other side of the wall. It's like, huh. well, I guess the smoke ain't bothering him. I'm like, I don't know what you'd light up. Like you just right. walk in there, take two deep breaths, walk back out, get it for free. <laughs> well, I know the last time I was there, and I don't remember if it was the alcohol tractors or which one it was. You know, there was always a haze after that because yeah, you know they the didn't have any tractors. way to, yeah. to pipe it out. You know. Yeah, everybody's always weird about putting tubes on those, making it into a bomb. <laughs> yeah, but I know by the end of the night it was just a haze. Of, you could barely see the people on the other side yeah. back, back then. I'm sure. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, God, nowadays I can't imagine if that pipe comes loose. You know what I mean? A tractor, yeah, like and you. it happens. It fills it up pretty quick. Oh shit! Yeah, it's hard to exchange all that air fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lose the heat with it if you do that. Yeah, no kidding. Yep. Yeah, I think we're headed down Thursday morning. Going to leave here. Uh, going to take Henry for his birthday. He's never been to the show, so cool. going to take him down Thursday. And then it sounds like he's riding home with your wife Friday yeah. day, I guess it is. Yeah, I think so. And we're going to stay for the big farm talk get-together Friday and then come home Saturday morning the way it sounds. So hopefully we got good weather and yeah. whatnot. But Louisville's a lot more enjoyable if it's a warm. Yeah, for sure. And I and I hate to jinx myself, but I think every time I've ever been there, it's been bad weather, a freaking ice storm or something. Yeah, nothing worse than ice down there. They're not really prepared for it. Yeah. It's not their thing. They don't get it very often. They're not set up for it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be our February trip, I guess. Head down there for a couple of days and hang out at the Gleaner booth maybe or something. I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're going to run me out if they see me. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see the reaction there. They make for a good video. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to go out there picking on anybody. Just make my rounds through the show and go from there, I guess. I don't know. If you haven't been there in a while, it's worth going through. Or if you've yeah. never been there, I definitely recommend you going. Like I said, there's a lot of neat stuff there. You know? Yeah, I don't even remember the layout of it. I just always remember that big room where John Deere and Case and everybody was. Wing. Yeah. Outside of that, I don't really remember nothing else to be honest with you yeah the the deers in the case of the world are all in the south wing if i remember right um it all kinds of run, kind of runs together to me like i know 
everybody's at but i don't really it's like street names around here like i can't tell you a single street name around here but i can tell you where it's at yeah you know yeah. it's kind of the same way like i i can tell you street names in towns i don't live in right but where i'm at i i don't need to know them i never need had the purpose but yep. louisville's kind of the same way i've been there so often i can tell where the ice cream's at and the cattlemen's association yeah <laughs> or a good cheeseburger etc but uh i don't uh, i don't necessarily know what wing that is yeah when did the outdoor pools kick off? That sometime April, probably. Uh, like the big ones started off in June, for the most June. part. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember how early them started. Yeah, it it, it kind of goes back and forth. There's a big one coming up in Nashville in late March, or excuse me, late May. I think it's late and May, that, the middle of May. Nashville, Illinois, or Nashville, Tennessee? Illinois. Okay, they're Is having that, an, uh, an invitational deal, a fans vote deal, and. Um, was that Holzhauer's deal again? It, it's at Holzhauer's. I don't know that's necessarily his whole deal, but yeah. And then there's another one at Holzhauer's the f- first weekend in June-ish. Um, I know everybody bragged that up. That's a great place. Last nice year or whatever it said it was really Yeah, really Brad good. and his crew do a nice job. It's a good place. <clears throat> yeah, that's really something. Yeah, it, uh, you know, it's fairly close to home. It's a nice deal. Yeah, yeah. Going to take the wife and kiddos with you this summer some if they ain't playing sports? Oh, I don't know. Some here and there. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably take them around some here and there. They got so much stuff going on anymore, though. I probably need to stay home and do more of that. And yeah. Less pulling and, and more family stuff. It's kind of where I'm trending to. Yeah, it's hard to find all the hours in the day to, to do it. Yeah, well, they're getting old enough now that I don't have them too much longer. I got to yeah. I gotta do things with them while, while they're young enough to do them, while I'm young enough to go, you know. Yeah. You know, I can be 57 in tractor pole. I can't be, Yeah. you know, once my kids are out of school, they're out of school, you know, so I got to go where I can go. But you guys don't travel near like you did probably 15 years No, ago. not like we did when I was 21, 22, 23, yeah. you know, I didn't have any, didn't have anything to stay home for, you know, other than work and get your work done and, and blow and go out to, you know, New York, Pennsylvania, Canada, wherever you want to pull, you know, we go, but those days are over. Yeah. I don't know. I could foresee it being a big summer for tractor pulling. You know, everybody just ready yeah, to do something. Get back out and roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll have to get everything lined up and get you out to Bowling Green this year. Yeah, that's in August. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. Third weekend in August. Yeah, it's we usually sh- the same weekend school starts, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, we should have went this year. Or I should have, I guess. But yeah, I need to get out there and see the granddaddy of all pulls. It is something to see if you've never been. It's like Woodstock with a tractor pull in the middle of it. Yeah. It, uh, like I said, it's a it's a really big party that a tractor pull happens to happen at. Uh-huh. It's not a pull; it's an event. It, it's it, it's worth seeing if nothing else is just to drive around the campground. It, it's not, not a place that. to take the wife and kids, I don't think. Is, well, I mean, or the campground anyway. Yeah, but, not after dark. Yeah. <laughs> Not after dark. I don't go out there after dark generally, unless I'm going specifically to somebody's place. I know I'm, I'm too old for that. But yeah, it, I highly recommend it to anybody else that wants to go. It's just not my, not my scene anymore. We got other stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just got back from Florida, done a big farm tour down through there. That's how was that? That was great. I man, I tell you, love the people down there. I mean it. It would not take much Southern at hospitality. all. Yep, it would not take much at all to get me to yeah. move to Florida. It really wouldn't. I like the like the environment, like the people. 
Well, or I guess put it this way. I don't like the people near the cities as far as there's so yeah. many of them. Not that they're bad people. They're just. Yeah, they're crowded. I, Florida's crowded even more so than it used to be. But. Yeah, and it's just getting worse all the time. I yeah. Mean, just, and I, you know, I guess. And no one else is. Yeah, I mean, it's a good problem to have, I guess, yeah. to some degree. But um, I think they're also running into the fact that you don't want some of these people bringing their ideas from other yeah. states down there, you know. So that's code for blue staters. Stay in vacation in your own shithole. Don't go down there. <laughs> exactly. If you're from New York, stay in New York. If you're from California, stay there. Now, Illinois, we're exempt because we're not blue. We just have Chicago dragging us down. Chicago people stay home. Yeah. <laughs> stay home and shoot at each other. And so the rest of us can vacation in Florida. Yep. I think one of the most weird things I've seen on that trip, and I've mentioned it on a TikTok, and I've told everybody, is that one dairy farm we went to, they milked 2,700 cows. It was a double 34 parlor. And when we walked out there, it's just out in the open. There's no sides on it. It's just a roof. Really? Because, you know, it don't freeze down there. I mean, you don't. Wow. You know, around here, everything's covered, you know. We walked around the corner and up the stairs to that, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> didn't expect to see this. No, it's, around here, I'm thinking about building a house over my doghouse. Yeah. So my doghouse doesn't get too cold and wet. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, it was the damnedest thing. You know, and it's just a little shit like that that yeah that we don't really don't even think, think about, about yeah. You know? But that that really caught me off guard. I just I just sat there the whole time in awe, just look at that like that just weird. You all it was was literally just a roof over the parlor, no sides, no nothing. That's all I need. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? Yeah, but it is funny, you know, the challenges they face. You know, it's always. You know, they think we got it made, and we think they got it made until oh, everybody gets sure. together and talks. And then yeah. it's like, man, you know, they've got a whole other set of challenges that we ain't even thought about, and vice versa, you know. Yeah. So it's, but no, it was really neat. I, I enjoyed it. We got to see strawberries and sugar cane and a big cattle ranch that was very diversified and dairy and, yeah, all sorts of stuff. It was sweet. And we didn't even scratch the surface. I mean, you'd go back and see yeah. 19 other things that are totally different. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited to share that with everybody once we get the editing done and whatnot. But yeah, it's gonna be gonna be pretty neat, I think. So. Yeah, Florida's a nice place. Uh, one of the coolest things that happened to us, we were going from Naples to Disney, and uh, for some reason GPS got us off the interstate, and I really don't know why. But we two laned it there for a pretty good chunk of it. It was neat to see the countryside and the orange groves and. Uh, Saw sixty thirty, you know, up on blocks. Yeah. So apparently the white trash down there didn't have, you know, cars on blocks. They had sixty thirties on blocks. So which you know makes sense. I mean, sure. they ain't going anywhere. Right. You might as well you might as well sell the tires to somebody who can use it. And uh, we just thought that was funny. But uh, yeah, it, it's unique country down there for sure. Yeah, and actually, a lot of people don't realize some of the biggest ranches in the U.S. Mm-hmm. are in Florida, and. And some of that skewed, I mean, there's very, very large ranches acre-wise, but there's also, it might not be the biggest ranch acre-wise, but it's the biggest ranch cattle-wise. You yeah. know, Texas takes just so much more land for because the cattle. Because it doesn't rain enough. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it, there's kind of a catch-22 there, yeah. but they've got a little bit of both. I mean, they've got very large tracts of land with yeah. a lot of cattle on them, too. So, But, it, yeah, it was really neat. I, I could go down there and spend... All winter, you know, what a tragedy, but yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to make fun of people who went to Florida for the winter. Now I'm wishing that was me. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, but, man, it is crowded, though. You get it near the crowded. coast, and it's... Man, it is crowded. But it's funny, though, where we was at, they're 
basically Sarasota, you know, and so you can literally go from bumper to bumper traffic where it takes you 30 minutes to go 10 miles. But once you get to the edge of town and out, then it's just like around here. I mean, you yeah. just no traffic, anything you want to do, go anywhere you want to go and don't see anybody. You would yeah. never, you would never guess that just over the tree line, three miles, it's just bumper to bumper traffic, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, I went to Florida when I was a fairly little kid and it rained the whole time. And I went to Florida, my, well, we went to Florida on senior trip. Yep. We went to Florida for spring break in college. And now that I'm married with kids or whatever, we try to go to Florida once a year for vacation down there. And it's, and I, we've always been to the same relative geography area, you know, within 50 miles one way or the other. And it's, boy, has it changed a lot. I mean, so it's, it's changed a lot here too, but down there has just changed a bunch. Like I said, in the last three or four or five years, where we go is just getting more and more and more and more crowded, you know, which is unfortunate. I mean, it's good for some businesses, I'm sure, but if you right. talk to the natives, they're not super thrilled about it. Yeah, and I could see that. It'd be just yeah. like around here if you yeah. just start piling. You start, people. yeah. You bring yeah. 400 more people in here and dump them off and build houses. I'm not going to be thrilled about it either. Yeah. I didn't realize t- that taxes were so high in Florida. You know, I, you know, it was always knew it was a pretty business friendly state or whatever. Yeah. Man, no, in, no income tax, right? Is that right? Yeah. I'm not sure about that. I don't that, think there's an income okay. tax. I know there's the property no tax. No state, no state income tax. Okay. That, that's very that's possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you've always got your trade off. You know, I mean, some states do things different and I don't know which way is better or worse or whatever. I mean, yeah. Well, they're all too high at this point. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, no, it, it's a good state. I like Florida. It, uh, at least you can get into warm weather year-round. You know, yeah. shoot, nowadays, and we was even talking about this down there, you know, I don't care what anybody says. It gets colder down there now than it did when we were kids. Yeah. You know, when we were kids, while well, we was talking about the, the citrus, you know, used to be that stuff was grown pretty much from the Georgia line yeah. all the way down. They've moved a lot of that orange is a lot farther south now i mean hell when we went down there we left our house at six o'clock friday evening drove to chattanooga tennessee stayed there that night got up the next morning at six o'clock and drove and we were a good hundred miles into florida before the temperature on the car ever got above freezing really yeah and then hell when we was down there they were about to shit you know it got down to like 27 28 degrees you know they were all freaking out and then hell has done it three or four more times since then really now, you would think, Tony, Al Gore told me that with global warming, we ought to be able to grow those up here. Yeah, exactly. But looking out the window, I'm going to tell you, it's a little too cold and too snowy for, yeah. for oranges. But I was told in high school that it was going to be so warm by now that yeah. I don't even know why I own a sweatshirt. Like, right. I should have Carhartt burnt that shit and went on. Right. But exactly. I didn't. I want to know, too. I got to thinking about this because we were driving. You had shitloads of drive time. So... When is sea level measured? Is that measured at high tide or low tide? I don't know. Because they're always talking to you. They average that. The the sea level could rise six inches, which I still don't understand how the sea level rising six inches or even a foot or even ten feet is going to put shit underwater all the way to basically Tennessee. I mean, any topo map that I've looked at, there's more than ten feet of fall from Tennessee to fucking the Gulf of Mexico. The Chinese are dumping coal in the ocean, Tony. That's what's raising it. Nothing to do with with the temperature. Um yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how they do that. I don't know. Yeah, I've just got to wonder if that's high tide or low tide. 
don't know, don't really care, to be honest well, with yeah, you. Probably, I think it's probably a shame. depends on who's measuring it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What the narrative is. But I've just never figured that out, how they always talk about, you know, we could get a foot rise in the ocean, then that's going to put all this shit underwater. And it's like, well, how can that be? <laughs> but what do I know? You know, maybe New Orleans means they're actually below sea level. Well, yeah. That's believable. Yeah. But, no doubt. Yeah, I could see where it could flood. I don't know. I do want to go to Florida and ride out a hurricane. Not looking to do no cat four or five, <laughs> but, you know, if we can get a, you know, a small one, I would like to go down there and ride out a hurricane. Yeah, yeah. See what that's like. They've got several, so you should be able to find one. Yeah, take your pick, I guess. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to avoid that, but. Yeah. Uh, at least you know when those are coming. They're not, not like a tornado it. where yeah, they just, just pop up. Yeah. Yeah, you got plenty of notice, but. Yeah, yeah, they was telling us down there, too, you know, that that's basically like a snowstorm here. I mean, people just flip their shit. Oh, you no know, doubt. That's to the 10th power of what we see here. Yeah. And I could believe it. But Yeah, shelves are pretty bare day or two ago at the grocery stores. Yeah. Yeah, they was. But I don't know. I just can't figure these people out. <laughs> uh, it's, I'd give anything to go back to 1980 again. I still say these local weather stations do that for ratings. Yeah. I mean, I really probably. do. Because, I mean, we literally went from 18 inches, and then they just kept backing it down. It's got yeah. closer and closer. And it's like, now, God damn it. I understand you got to get a little better handle on the forecast as it gets closer. Maybe I mean, they're in what the grocery stores are. I, I think they are. Conspiracy theory. I really do. I ain't come across any good conspiracy theories in a while. Have you? That's, no, I kind of quit watching the news and shit yeah. and try to stay away from that. I got enough problems in my own life. I don't hear about everybody else's. Yeah, I don't watch any news now. None whatsoever, other than what's on the local news when I'm watching the weather. I don't, I'm not old enough to watch the weather yet. I did see what Zuckerberg lost like $30 billion yesterday due to Facebook. Oh, that's too bad. Ads or something. I know, I didn't even I don't even know what it was about, but he lost a shit pile of money. I guess people are pulling ads off of Facebook. Good. Well, it's too bad. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. It breaks my heart. Have you listened to the Bushels and Barrels podcast? I have not. I've been busy with kids sports this set and the other. I really haven't had time to do anything. You should check that out next time you're on driving. This goes to our listeners too. Good friend of mine, Ryan Peter and his wife Jessica do a phenomenal job. They started a podcast here. Uh, we're going to call it roughly the first of the year. They might have been in December a little bit. I think they've dropped maybe seven episodes now. Okay, I'll but, check uh, that out. They do an excellent job. Uh, they stick to more mainstream topics. Um, it's not all politics by any means, you know, but it might be the you know this stupid ass swimmer that that's a guy that joined the girls team and now demolished everybody, which I think is hilarious. If that's the way we're going to have it. That's one of the funniest memes I've seen is <laughs> it was a picture of him and with long hair, whatever she has. And uh, some about, it's not the fact that I'm male. It's the fact that it's all the extra hard work. And I'm like, ironically, the same people that have been pushing for this bullshit are the same people that have just obsoleted girl sports. Yeah. We're pushing for these rights, those rights. Oh, by the way, girl sports are over now. So as far as I'm concerned, there should just be sports. You make the team or you don't. Doesn't matter, man, woman, child, dog. We just have sports. You qualify for the team. You can play. If not, you know, pack up your panties and go home. Yep. I I just think it's funny for the simple fact that this is the shit that they wanted. Now mm-hmm. he's just demolishing everybody. I could give two shits less about swimming or any yeah. of this stuff. Don't care. But I just think it's hilarious. That's the way you guys want it. I mean, you have just completely 
erased every bit of progress that women ever made, you know, trying yeah. to get anywhere in sports. Exactly. It's, it's over now. Well, it, it just coincides with the feminist movement in general and, and some other stuff. And we've touched on this briefly, but I'm like, so we pushed for, so we could go to work. Now we have to work. Shit. We didn't think that all the way through. Now we push to help out trannies so they could play sports. Shit. Now they're kicking our ass in sports. Huh. Kind of screwed ourselves there again. Maybe they should think this through a little further. Right. Just saying. Because you never see it swing the other way. You never see a woman come into the men's NBA and just yeah. dominate everybody. You know, yeah. it, it don't work that way. No. And, it, and that's I just mean, the reality. What, what if tomorrow yeah. LeBron James, who I'm not a fan of, but let's say he decides tomorrow he's a girl. Put him into the WNBA. So what's the average? 100, 110 points a game? <laughs> right, exactly. Going to d- demolish any record yeah. set. I mean. Yeah. All 12 of them. He's going to, you know, yeah. just, you know, I'm like, it makes no sense. If you look down in the bathroom and you have certain anatomy, you're a boy. If you're missing certain anatomy, you're a girl. It's as simple as that. It's not hard to figure out. Yeah, and I see now all these girls are pissed because he's in the changing room with them at these swim meets. Yeah. You know, they're all yep. twisted and bit out of shape, but they can't quit because they work too hard to get this far. And I'm like, well, I'm I'm the type it, that shit throw it out the way. I don't care how hard I've worked. If this way we're going to do it, I'm out. Yeah. Screw it. I'm done. Going to find a new profession. Well, let's revolutionize competitive swimming, Tony. This swimming in lanes and all this is bullshit anyway. How about we throw you off a boat in the middle of some cold-ass water, pretty far out in the ocean? That's competitive swimming. I agree. That will figure out. That will separate the men from the boys I agree. right there. I agree. Yeah, I was just thinking of that today. You know, we got all these stupid-ass shows on TV, Naked and Afraid, you know, and this and that. We're always going to Africa. Bring them to Illinois right now. Let's have Naked and Afraid out here right now. We're going to find out nope. who the fuck's afraid in a big hurry. What I can tell you from competitive swimming is when there's a tragedy, Tony, is I watched Titanic, and the women survived that better. That's true. The this Rose will let your ass on that board. That's right. I mean, there's only 65 ways that Jack could have got on that board with Rose, but she will not let him out, not let him on that door. So <laughs> yeah. women can survive better in that condition. They'll outlast us. Good old Titanic. <laughs> Great movie. At the very end, after Jack's dead and they're froze together, she says, I won't let go. As she peels his hand off and lets him go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All that hard bitch. work to throw the damn diamond back in the water anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing I don't write movies. It's just like Forrest Gump, you know. That movie just, it's, it's a good movie, but it, it just goes movie, through but... me to no end, you know. Jenny wants nothing to do no. with this guy his whole life. Nothing. Yeah. No good, retard piece of shit. But the yeah. minute he hits it big, then yeah. boy, here she boy, comes. Here she comes yeah. back, yeah. After she got tons mm-hmm. of miles on the old. Yep. Yeah, then she's back. Yeah. Yep. Funny how that works. Yep. Invests in some fruit company, hits it big. Yeah. <laughs> Guy tried to be nice to her in the fourth grade. She yep. ran him off. That's yeah. one of the movies needs an alternate ending, I feel no, like. No, it's like those books you had when you were a kid. It's like, <laughs> right. if you want Jim to turn left, turn to page 12. Uh-huh. If you want Jim to go straight, keep reading. If you want Jim to turn right, go to page 15. Yeah, there ought to be that for Forrest Gump. I think so, too. If you want Forrest to tell Jenny to stick it up her ass, <laughs> not worry about it. Find some other gal. Hit rewind. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, well, I think we found a new movie trend. I think so, too. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a long time since I've actually seen a, a what I would call a good movie. You know what I mean? Like, when we yeah. were growing up, you, you had, like, Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, The lot Green of good Mile. Ones. A lot of good ones. Walking the Mile, Walking yeah. the Mile. Even you had good comedies. You know, like the American Pie series back yeah. then. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you last time I seen a movie where I just sat down and just laughed my ass off from beginning to end. I mean. It, yeah, there isn't too many of them anymore. No, there's not. 
or even just, I still think the all-time greatest movie ever is probably the Shawshank Redemption. That's one of, that's right. The longest the, night of his life. Exactly. <laughs> My good friend, Eddie Dufresne. <laughs> that was a good movie. <laughs> Old Stephen King, he can do him upright, I tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. As twisted as he is in other areas. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a different cat. Yeah. I I like Quentin Tarantino's stuff once in a while. He gets a little out there. He's always out there for sure. Yeah. But it's pretty good out the Wolf there. Wolf of Wall know. Street was good. Yeah. Uh, Pulp Fiction was good. Pulp Fiction's good. I saw a little bit of uh, Django Unchained or whatever the other day. I've never... Is that any good? I've never watched it. I only saw like the first... 45-ish minutes, maybe an hour. It was, yeah, it was pretty interesting, I suppose. Yeah, which I kind of like Jamie Foxx, so, man, I can get along with it, whatever, all right. Did that have Samuel L. Jackson in it, too, or not? Um, Yes, it did have Samuel L. That's what I was thinking. He was some kind of a crazy grandpa or something. Yeah, he's a little bit out there. I've seen the previews of that, and I think... I don't remember if the wife watched that. Or, and I'm, I literally seen a 45-second clip of that movie, and I think it was him standing on the porch in a wife beater. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you any good quotes from it, but it's not like Tombstone where I can quote the whole movie, but I'm sure there probably was some, but I don't remember what they are. I haven't seen Tombstone in 25 years. Well, that's your own fault because it's a great movie. Yep, that is a fact. I'll bet it's been at least 25 years. Yeah. Yep, the good old days. A lot of good movies come out in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. I remember my parents shielded us from all the uh, risque scenes, but violence was full on board. You could watch all that you wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll never forget seeing Chuck Norris kill that rat in a bag, yeah. Mission Impossible, or Missing in Action. Yep. That's tough, some bitch kill a rat in a bag with his teeth. That's tough. <laughs> Them weren't bad. I mean, looking back, they're they're kind of cheesy by today's kinda standards. Sorta, but yeah. back then, they were good movies. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <clears throat> Platoon was always a good one back in the day. Yeah. I watched that movie several times. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah. A lot of good war movies back then. Yeah, there was. Yep. I think Band of Brothers is probably one of my all-time favorite. Yeah, it's a good series. Movies. Yeah. Really good. They done a good job on that, I feel like. Especially yeah. means they tied the, the real-life people yeah. into it, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. That's... It, but do you ever find a movie like that? Like, so David Schwimmer's in, that, in Band of Brothers. So you know his character from Friends, and and somebody that plays a certain role for so long, like you try not to pigeonhole him in something, but you kind of do, right? And it's like, well, he, fortunately in that role, like he is Ross, kind of sorta, like Ross in wartime in the forties, like it's the same character, right? You know, backed up a few years, but sometimes guys get pigeonholed into stuff like that, and it's like I just can't see him any other way other than their initial big big role, you yeah. know, like. Yep, Sean William Scott Stifler from yeah from American Pie is always going to be that guy. Exactly. You know? Yep. Any way you cut it, that's yeah. Yep. Any movie he's in, it's like yeah, Stifler's in that movie. Yeah. It How's is, the pale ale? Yeah. yeah, it's always he's always going to be that guy. Yep. The thing I couldn't get over in Band of Brothers, and I didn't know it for ten years after the fact. So the guy that plays Dick Winters in Band of Brothers is yep. British, mm-hmm. and he talks with a very heavy British accent, which. That's when I first realized that, you know, we got American actors that do British accents. I'm like, well, they must have British actors who do American accents. You know, I never really thought about it. But it's like, that is rude. You took one of the greatest American heroes of all time. You didn't even let an American play the fucking yeah, character. Yeah, no doubt. It's like, you ruined it. Yeah, ruined it but, for me. But he done an excellent job in the movie yeah. with that part. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever stopped to think, though, how long 
or or how complicated it actually is to put that. So, you know, somebody had to set down. So, like, take Saving Private Ryan. You know, it was obviously a fictional story. Yeah. But to to sit down and and think that whole story up and write it, oh. and, then, and then put it on film. You know, every little detail that you know this be a lot of stuff. I I can't fathom how these people make these movies come yeah. together. I mean, because every little detail has to be covered. And I mean, yeah, that's there's got a lot to be, of stuff to make that all. That's why they cost millions and millions of dollars. So they have to make millions and yeah, millions of dollars. I mean, but yeah. I guess, you know, that director must have that in his head as he's thinking of that story that this is how it goes. And I mean, he has to yeah, get the I people suppose. to act, act out the way he sees it in his head. But yeah, man, that's got to be tough. Well, you don't want to flub it. Have you ever seen the second half of Full Metal Jacket? Nope. <laughs> sure haven't. All shot in England. Is that right? I think. that what Stanley Kubrick didn't want to travel, and it went on longer than it was supposed to. And I could be 100% wrong on this, so don't, don't burn me if I am. But I think that was all shot in England. And that was a like retired military facility they were getting ready to demolish. That's why it already had the holes in it and this, that, and the other. And they could shoot at shit and, and no whatever. And that's why none of it looks like Vietnam because it was in England. All yeah. we did. I think it was England. Yeah, it definitely wasn't the United States from what I remember. And it damn sure wasn't Vietnam. No. And I know, what, like 15 minutes after the drill sergeant gets killed, that movie just gets weird. It's like, I can't yeah, do it. it goes it downhill just, fast. Yeah, big time. Like I, I can appreciate the second half more now than I ever, than I could when I was younger watching it. But it's not for, for there's 45 minutes of greatness. Yeah, that everybody knows. That they quote. tied in another hour of, shit, is this thing going to be over soon? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, that's, I've always thought that's amazing, though, the way people can think that stuff up and yeah. do the details and, I don't know. And even if you think about it, take it a step farther, like music. To me, yeah. it is mind-boggling that somebody can sit down and create a song to there's put only, the words to the yeah, beat with the... There's always so many ways your dog and your wife can leave you, like you think yeah. it would be out of them by now, but there's a new version every every day. Yeah. And. And I guess it even gets me even worse. Is it's like okay, so I put all these words together here. Now I got to put music to it. Yeah. And then you got to sit down and think. Okay, this, we want to do this, and okay, that sounds about like what I'm looking. You I know, can do a is, verse or two here and there on the words, but I I can do jack and shit on the music, yeah. so that ain't gonna happen. I can't read one stitch of music. My as our redneck brothers would say, I used to could, but I can't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not so much anymore. Yeah, never could read. I, I could at one time. I can't. I don't know how. I must have completely blanked that out of my mind. I could read music until the fifth or sixth grade for sure. I can't read music at all now. Is that right? I have yeah. no clue. No kidding. I didn't know if that was something about like riding a bike, but you know. That now I pretty much just sing in monotone. But <laughs> yeah, I, my, uh, not that I had a lot of highs and lows before that, but I can't read music anymore. I'll be damned. And it's amazing, though, when you look at some of these people you know like Jimi hendrix i mean the way he played a guitar yeah. upside down you know that was that dirt poor come from nothing then that's just the only way he knew to play it yeah didn't know any different could do it just fine yeah and yeah to, to think that he had the determination to sit down and learn how to play that thing and was playing it completely wrong the whole time but yeah still yeah. figured it out there's a lot of artists that can play multiple instruments that you never really know about yeah they're, they're really good at several different things but you never really yep. find out about that if they can sing they never yeah. play yep so yeah, I, I was actually adding a thing to my Netflix playlist last night. I can't remember the guy's name now, but uh, I understood that he was some big music producer, and it sounded like he worked with Whitney Houston 
on a lot of stuff or whatever. It looked really good. And then they went in and talked about a bunch of the drummers because he had, um, oh, I think it was somebody from the Rolling Stones. And 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 just the clip, that pre, uh, the preview that Netflix played, you know, he talked about how basically the guy was doing it all wrong on the, the song Honky Tonk Women by the Rolling Stones. And, you know, he starts out drumming at one pace, and then as the song goes on, he just gets faster and faster and faster, <laughs> which is apparently a no-no, but... You know, it turned out to be one of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah. He's like, they just didn't, that's just the way they played, you know? Yeah, they didn't care. <laughs> and that's actually where some of the best music was, you know? Oh, for sure, yeah. But, you know, that's another thing that's sad today is, you know, it seemed like in the 90s, there was always good music, whether it's country, rock, whatever you listen to. Yeah. And maybe I don't listen to enough radio nowadays. I just can't get into some of this music. Yeah, it's, it's just the country no, music. There's is, no iconic bands that last the test of time no. like there was back then. And the country. Course, they're not on the Keith Richards diet plan, though, maybe. I well, mean, that could be. That's, can't endure like that. Right. But, I mean, if you look at them old bands, Aerosmith, ACDC, I mean, them yeah. bands that were just around for years. I mean. One good hit after another. Yeah. It was crazy. But, yeah, it seems like a lot of one-hit wonders nowadays. And Yeah. And, well, you know, even. So, my wife was telling me that she saw something on, like, the Nashville scene now. And now they pick out the people they, they think they can make into something. Right. It's not like the old days where you. You went up and down Broadway playing in these little dive bars, this, that, and the other. Not that they're dives, but playing these little bars till somebody discovered you. And now they pick out a. It's very a, political a look. now. They, yeah. they pick out a look that they want and then they auto tune the songs for them that they, that they want them to perform and make them into a star instead of people that, that had good music right. that just needed a bigger audience. Right. And, you know, you don't see anybody that's like a, a Garth Brooks nowadays. I'm not a huge Garth Brooks fan as a person. I like a lot of his old music. I don't care for a lot of his new stuff. And don't really care for him as a person. You know, he yeah. kind of alter egos and, you know, just weird on some aspects. But, you know, there's no no question about it. I mean, the guy can crank out the music. I mean, hit yeah. after hit after hit, or at least back in the 90s. I mean, yeah. phenomenal. You know, but you just don't see that anymore. You know, somebody that's, you know, look at George Strait, what, you know, 54 number one hits or whatever yeah, it was. Like I mean, that. just yeah. an ungodly and, amount. And never did anything showy. No. I he mean, just got up there and sang. Yeah, didn't have the lights. It was good and, enough music. He didn't have to have the rest of the shit. Right. I mean, it was basically pure country <clears throat> was yeah. essentially. Uh, the way he does things. The way he does things in, in real life. Portrayed on the big screen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he didn't have to have all the smoke and the bullshit. Yeah. If you're singing good enough, you, you don't need that shit. Right. Yeah, he's definitely one that stood the test of time. I mean, for sure. He's just a good, genuine, genuine guy. I mean, I think he yeah. he acts like one of them. You could walk up to him and, and carry on a conversation yeah. and, and never. Just a good old country boy. Yep. But, you know, back then you had the good bands, you know, Alabama and some of them. Yeah. You, know, you don't have any good country bands now you know back then you know you had a lot of yeah, bands, bands even but now, now it's just somebody in tight ripped jeans that, that yeah. they think they can sell to yeah to it's whoever. all pop country bullshit yeah. that i just i just can't listen to it yeah and it's sad but that's the way it's going you know it, and that's why we switched to podcasts because i can't listen to country radio anymore it's the same five songs over and over and yeah. over again when it come to rock music i think the 60s and 70s was some of the best yeah. you know 80s had some good stuff too but uh, as far as country, I think the 80s and 90s was really good country music. You know, yeah. it still had that country twang to it a little well, bit. They told a story. Yeah. You know, there was there was a moral to most of it, yeah. you know. Yep. Yeah. Now it's just kind of. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. even consider most of this country music nowadays. No, there's really not much country out there anymore. 
It's sad, but I wish country music still got played on country radio. That's right. <laughs> it doesn't, unfortunately. Have, do you ever watch Tales from the Tour Bus? I don't think I have. You ever heard of it? I don't. I think I yeah, I've seen something on it, but oh, I don't watch it. You you gotta watch this. I'm like fully, completely addicted to it. Got Dad watching it. I think he was here for Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever it was. We sat down to watch it. Phenomenal. So Mike Judge, who done Beavis and Butthead. Okay. It's his. <laughs> Let's burn something. Exactly. So he's the one who put all this together, but he done the whole thing in cartoon format, but he's still interviewing the oh, real people. Oh, I have seen some of those. So it made it easier for. I have for, seen those on like Waylon yes. and Willie and those guys. So, yes, I have seen those. So you got the real story from the real people, but mm-hmm. like take, for instance, Waylon Jennings, he's dead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I don't. So like this one story that they was telling us when they was going into Canada, you know, and the whole bus, you know, cocaine yeah. and all sorts of shit. Yeah. So obviously you can't reenact that. So it's in cartoon format. Yeah. And just phenomenal. Yeah, those are good. I, I've seen several of those on Waylon. <laughs> yeah. And, and wow. George Jones was, his yeah. was great. Yeah. And then, uh, Oh God, uh, Billy Joe Shaver, which I'd never heard of Billy Joe Shaver. He was one of them guys, kind of like a Chris Christopherson. He, Wrote shitloads of songs for everybody else, and then he yeah. sang a little bit himself. So you didn't didn't really know much about the guy, but in the music industry, inside the loop, he was a big deal. You know, I mean, that guy was fucking crazy. I mean, he's <laughs> lucky to be alive. <laughs> but yeah, go to YouTube and hell, I think I had to pay. Oh, it was like two dollars an episode, and they're like thirty minute episodes, yeah. or maybe an hour. I don't remember what it is, but completely worth it. Tales from a tour bus. You yeah, will not go I, wrong. I've seen some of those clips on TikTok and whatnot. And yeah, <laughs> the Wayland ones are a little bit mind-boggling. And I had seen something on the guy. You know, he, he did a little thing on like Wayland's house or whatever, which at that time was like a big deal. But now it's in like you know a normal part of town. Like it's not over the top, you know, whatnot. But it, yeah, some of those tales from the tour bus things are are crazy. Yeah. Probably a lot like the movie Rockstar. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> he showed, or I seen it on TikTok the other night. It was a clip from Tales from the Tour Bus, and it was Jerry Lee Lewis. And, of course, you know, I'll never tell it and make it near as funny as it is on the show, you know. But he said Jerry Lee and all these guys was going to, for basically from somewhere in Texas to Oklahoma City, and they was 90 miles away and had a flat tire on their car. And, of course, back then, you know, they didn't have tour buses. They yeah. all piled in cars and drove, you know. And so... They wheel off the side of the road, didn't have no jack, no spare tire, no nothing. So Jerry Lee looks at his manager, and he said, you getting this son of a bitch, and you driving as fast as it'll go to Oklahoma City. And the guy's like, man, I can't do that. He's like, you were going to burn the tire off the rim, catch your car on fire, and <laughs> this, that, and the other. You know? And so Jerry says, all right, any of you motherfuckers want to go to Oklahoma City? Get your ass in the car, because I'm taking this Lincoln to Oklahoma City. So they piloted the car, and he said he drove that son of a bitch as fast as it would go to Oklahoma City. When they got there, the fire department had to show up and put the car out. He said the rim was gone. He said the fucking act, everything. He's like, the whole back end of that car was fucking destroyed. But he's like, he was dedicated. He wasn't going to miss the show. He wasn't going to miss the show. No. Uh, but, God, you hear them stories, them guys done. I mean, they were lucky to be alive. I mean, mm-hmm. George Jones was fucking crazy. I mean, that guy yeah. fucking shooting at people. And, I mean, oh, he was nuts. I always like those clips. You see somebody, you know, before the interstate system was really big or popular, fully developed, whatever, you know, and they'd be on these two lanes here and there, and it'd be this old old guy at a gas station, you know. A lot of guys used to come through here. So I, George, one of George Jones' videos was like that. Yeah. But, you know, that was kind of real back then or whatnot, right. you know. Was that the one with the four miles? 
Did you see that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's like you know, it's it just interesting stuff. Those people stop in; they're just everyday people, yeah. you know, for the most part. You know, just getting their beef jerky and a you know yeah. soda or something to drink and yep. going down the road. But yeah, for those of you listening, that one on George Jones, he was playing a gig somewhere. I think it was in Georgia, and he he had a he was notorious for skipping shows. You know, he wouldn't yeah. no no show Jones. You know, they called him and. So he went out and got all drunk up one afternoon, went went to the Chevy dealership and bought a brand new truck. Just takes off driving, bought him a box of beer. <laughs> and sees this guy hitchhiking. There's a black guy, they said. You always had that real strong southern draw or whatever. And George picked him up and he's like, Where are you going? The guy's like, Four mile. So George's like, All right. So he gets up the road four miles and he's like, You getting out here? Nope. Four mile. So keeps driving, keeps driving, <laughs> ends up driving like 200 miles. And he's like, you know, what's the deal here, Hoss? Where are you going? And, and the guy was saying Fort Myers. <laughs> so George takes him all the way to Fort Myers, gives him $25,000. Wow. <laughs> like it turns around and goes back and plays a show that night. <laughs> nice. Not a bad ride. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> oh, he was nuts. <laughs> yeah. Those guys, I mean, they did a lot of. A lot of crazy shit. That Billy Joe Shaver, he was big into drugs, and he, they was going into Canada one time, of course, seeing you know, the signs for the border coming up. So he's like, man, we got to pull that. They was all in a van. He's like, guys, we got to pull this rig over and get rid of this stuff. So they picked out mile marker, whatever, wheel off, dug a hole. You know, and he said they're throwing guns and knives and cocaine, all sorts of shit. You know, we're going to pick it up on the way back. So they go play their show, come back. Well, they was all too fucked up to know what mile marker was. So he said, I'll bet we dug 400 holes along that. They never did find their stuff. Nice. Nice. Those guys lived hard and reckless. Oh, man, sure. it's a wonder none of them lived to be old men. I mean, yeah. You know, like Johnny Cash. I mean, when he died, he looked like he was 90, but hell, he was only like 71 yeah. or two. I mean, he wasn't that old in the realm of things. But, yeah, yeah, they they lived hard and played hard. Yeah, for sure. But I know they talked like Waylon there. That was, oh, I mean, it, you know, it was a fair amount before he died. I mean, I'm going to say 20 years probably or whatever. You know, he was always big into cocaine. But he got up one day, and he just said, that's it, boys, and – no more, and I, met, I guess he laid the law down. You know, anybody in this band, if you're going to do that stuff, you're out of here. And, yeah. You know, he gave her up, and from that day on, he never did it again the way it sounded. Yeah. But I don't think he had a lot of choice no. to do that or die. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a hell of a life to live, though. I mean. Yeah. It, it all looks good and glamorous from our side, but, I mean, man, living on tour buses and. Yeah, and just, doesn't, doesn't sound that much fun. I can't imagine everywhere you go, you know, people hanging on you and wanting pictures and. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be crazy. You know, I saw a Michael Jordan interview one time where he was like, you know, back when I was, you know, first got into the league, you know, all that was great and I loved it. He's like, you know, as time went on, he's like, you know, I'll still give the people their time because they're paying the bills, but. Sometimes they just walked on by and said hi and just kept walking. That'd be fine too. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you're, you know, the average person can't uh, fully appreciate. I mean, you can now because you're a big star. Oh, but, yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, in general, you know, you can't. I mean, could you imagine you know, not you leaving never, your house without I mean, just a mob of people? Yeah. I mean, just, that, but some of those people bring that on themselves. Like, if you live where the paparazzi's at, you're going to have to put up with sure. them. Like, you know, some people live off in, you know, outside of LA, et cetera, they don't have to put up with that near as much. Yeah. 
But I mean, they still have their troubles with that and whatnot. You know, Nashville's not near as problematic on that, but you know, you, you can be off the grid a little bit on that. You know, it's like Kid Rock. Is, well, I'm a pretty big Kid Rock fan, I guess. If I had to pick somebody out, you know, but living in nowhere Tennessee where he lives, or nowhere Michigan where he lives, like not that those are are bad places. Like I'm just saying, no. he's not. Right. He's not in. Not, uh, yeah. Not in the middle of of the scene, yeah. you know, I'm not knocking where he lives or, you know, the areas, the States, whatever, don't take it wrong. But, you know, he tried the LA thing for a little bit and like, that's not my vibe. I'm going to, I'm going to hide out in Tennessee, Texas, Michigan, and uh, just do my thing and, and go on, which I think his last, his next tour coming up is going to be his last. Oh, I is it? bought tickets for it the other day. Okay. Never been to see him, loved him since I was in college, but. Yeah, I mean, I really, don't have time to go because it's during planting season. But I bought yeah. them anyway. If I if we happen to get rained out, I'm going. Yeah. When you think about it, I mean, he's been around longer than a guy realizes. I mean, yeah. It's, first time I ever heard anything about him was in like 1998. Yeah. You know, which unfortunately has been a long time ago now. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I I've always liked guys like him who you know and and Ted Nugent that they don't tiptoe around the issues no. and and let the managers at all you, you know you can't. Yeah. You can't say nothing, you know. Just tell it how it is, and who cares? If nobody likes it, then fine. Yeah. Don't listen to my shit. Yeah, exactly. Know? So I I do have respect for them guys in that aspect. And and they, I guess, you know, George Strait or somebody like that is too much of a gentleman, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, or I don't know that sounds weird, but, I mean, they don't ever well, engage in that. Well, it wasn't big that. political. I mean, not, not that politics didn't exist because they always have, but it wasn't pick a side and or we're going to cancel you. Yeah. You know, it, back in the 80s, like, it didn't matter. Yeah. Like you could be on either side of any issue and yeah. okay, that's fine. Yep. We're going to listen to you anyway, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Things have definitely changed in that aspect, but funny Garth Brooks story. I'm not a huge Garth Brooks fan anymore. I used to like him quite a bit. And then he's taken some political stances that I could, you know, do without, but one of my wife's relatives had a terminal disease and, um, uh, his wish was to meet Garth Brooks or to talk to him or whatever. And uh, so it was all arranged. I, I don't know if it was Make-A-Wish or who'd, who'd set it up. I'd have to ask my wife on that. I, I don't know. But uh, by the time that this all come to fruition, he really couldn't talk. He was towards the end of it or whatnot. I and mean, he was, I'm going to call him 12, 13. He wasn't super old. And... Uh, so, you know, they had this phone call scheduled or whatever, so on and so forth. Well, then finally somebody explained to him, to Garth that, you know, this kid couldn't really respond, so on and so forth. He's like, when the hell are we calling him? Like, that didn't make any sense. So, to Garth's credit, like I said, I, I'm not a huge Garth Brooks guy, but this is my one saving grace to him that he is a decent human being, even though I don't agree with him on some other things. He switches arrangements around. Next thing they know, the, you know, it's coming up on the time for the phone call or whatever. There's a knock at the door. Thunk, thunk, thunk. His family answers the door. So-and-so here. Yeah. And he's here. They wave back at the SUV. Here comes Garth and Trisha. No kid. Come in, sit down with him. Like, there's no reason to call this kid. Like, yeah, he, he can't talk back to us or whatever. We're going to come see him. Pulled the kid right up on his lap. He had some questions wrote out. Spent like an hour there, whatever. Hopped back in the SUV, went back to the airport, flew off to his next show or whatever. So... Even if there is somebody that you're not necessarily 100% in alignment with that you're like, hey, kind of an asshat, 
Maybe they've got a better heart than you think, give them the benefit yeah. of the doubt. Do you think a lot of this stuff, you know, Rush Limbaugh used to talk about this, where once you reach a certain status, you got to take a certain stand. One And, and he always used, um, you know, take your ultra-wealthy, and I'm just going to use Bezos for an example, that yeah. once you get to that status, you've almost, and we all know that, and I'm, I'm not... Don't take this the wrong way, you might listen. But, you know, the the liberals are always more for so-called helping everybody or whatever, even though half the time that's not true. They're more yeah. concerned about helping themselves. But he always talked about how Bezos and them guys, you had to take a national platform that, oh, we, we got to help these people because, look, I'm going to give a million dollars. And in the realm of things, that wasn't nothing in his net worth. But you've got to make the gesture that I'm giving a little bit so – they don't come in and then force you to start having to give. Does that there, make sense? There's probably some truth you to know, that. Yeah, probably and, some truth to that. And I think, you know, maybe some of these guys, that's probably the status that they get to. And I'm not saying Garth is, but, yeah. you, you know, you get to. Yeah, you, pro- you probably got to dole a little out here and there. I mean, I, I saw something on Kid Rock, and it, maybe it's not true, but, like, he gives almost more money away now than he even keeps. Right. I, you know, I, I'm sure you've seen the, the deal on Keanu Reeves, like, Guy lives a normal everyday life, like gives money away, like it's on fire. Like, you know, he's had some, he had a bad childhood, a bad, I sure. mean, a lot of bad things happened in his life. Happened to hit it big. What's he need the extra money for, though? Yeah. So he, he gives a ton of it away and does this, that, and the other, which is all, all great, you know, but, uh, and yeah. I, and I guess you do, it, it is a little different, you know, so, I, I don't know what the numbers are. Let's just say Bezos worth a hundred million or a hundred billion dollars now. You know, I don't know what it is, but at the end of the day, that's not cold hard cash either. You know, no. where a guy like Garth Brooks, odds are he's got a shit pile of cash because yeah, you know what he's done wasn't capital investments yeah. with you know three million people on the payroll. Where a guy like Bezos, yeah, he's worth that, but he don't have a hundred billion dollars sitting in the bank. No, you know, no. Uh, you know, all those guys give away a ton more, you know, dollar-wise than you and I can give. Oh, for sure. But percentage-wise, maybe it's not anymore. I mean, I'm sure it is, but, right. but uh, you know, you, you just try to find the good in people or whatever and try to look past. Because, I mean, it's hard to say how anyone would react to that situation. Like, I don't know how I'd react if I had $50 million. Yeah. You know, it, it's sort of like I, I like to think what I wouldn't know what I would do with that, but right, you know, it's sort of like you know some of these people that say, well, you know, if I had fifty million dollars tomorrow, you know, I'd give five million of it to the church. Well, if you won't give them the five dollars in your pocket now, you're not going to give them five million dollars out in La La Land. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And you're going to tie some strings to it because the average church you just throw them five million dollars. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's a help or I mean, right. you get them by for a. For a long while, in theory, right. But if they've got five million dollars, they're not used to having. Like, what are they going to do with it? You know, right. So we we talk about how far out of touch, whether it's a politician or a Bezos or a Buffett or whoever, how far out of touch they are with us. But if you think about it, we're pretty far out of touch with them guys too. I mean, could you yeah. fathom waking up every morning knowing that you have more money than you could spend in five lifetimes? Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to buy a jumbo jet today, you could a Lamborghini. Yeah. I mean, you could literally buy anything you wanted a hundred times over. Yeah. And, uh, well, but the thing of it is, those guys are so driven to keep doing what they're doing. Like they don't have time to enjoy right. anything. Right. You know, 
And most of those guys are so busy with their work that they like they don't even they hire somebody to raise their kids. Yeah, and, and I'm not singling those guys out. I mean, they might be the exceptions. There, I'm just saying as a as a whole of yeah. ultra wealthy and some of those guys in those positions, like they're not necess- they don't necessarily have time to go to their kids' basketball game because they're doing whatever. Yeah, you know. So are they truly any happier than you, or just have a shitload of money to show for for their for their timing more than anything. And yeah. they were in the right place at the right time. And some of them are uber smart. Some of them shit ass dumb luck though. Oh, for sure. Like there's a ton of rich people in this country that are just shit ass dumb luck. For sure. Now they might've got smart and like take Shaq, for example, like have you ever seen anything on him? Like his first money he made, he pissed away faster. He didn't, he didn't know anything about business, anything about taxes. I said, you know, he spent more than he made like off the get go, just bang, 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 bang. And then realize somebody told him, Hey dude, you, you do this. Like, you're going to come out of the league with nothing. Yeah. Like you got to rein this in. So he did, he started, you know, he invested it wisely. Now he gives away a shitload of money because he can, but had somebody not stopped him, he'd have come out of the league broke. Yeah. This can be, you and know? you see that often when you know, a major league baseball yeah. player or whoever, yeah. you know, or wasn't that Nicholas cage or one of them big actors, mm-hmm. you know, was just, just flat ass bro. There's been several of them. You and know? it's like, you know, how how do you go from literally and let's just say they were all average Joes, because most of them was. I don't know of really yeah. any of them that was born into ex- extreme wealth. Most but, of them not. And we're just gonna call it you go from your average Joe to worth twenty five million dollars yeah. back to zero and you have nothing to show for it in the middle. I mean, where the fuck did this money go? Yeah. I mean But I, but it's easy to acquire an honorage, it's easier to you know, it's easy to do to do this, that or the other. You, know, you take a guy like Tom Brady. Okay, well, I could play for the league minimum next year. If that puts a better line in front of me and puts some receivers for me to throw to, like, statistically, I'm better off, increases my chances of winning a Super Bowl and this, that, and the other. But also, if the greatest quarterback of all time plays for the league minimum, like, that's not, you hate to set that precedent. He's taken several pay cuts. Like, he doesn't make squat for what he is compared to some other quarterbacks sure. or whatever. I mean, the Cowboys are paying Dak Prescott a hell of a lot more than Tom Brady's making, and Dak ain't winning shit. Like, yeah. I've won as many playoff games as he has. Yeah. But, and I realize that's probably not 100% statistically perfect, people, so don't, like, flame me for it, but you know what I'm saying. But it's like, well, you got where do you draw a line on that? He's got more money than he needs now, but, you, you know, you don't want to do it for nothing, but he's finally, you know, now he's decided that, hey, being a dad to my kids and hanging out with my wife is worth more to me than whatever you were going to pay me. And that, I admire him for yeah. that, you know. And truthfully, once again, it all looks easy from our side of the fence. <clears throat> Go follow Garth Brooks around for a day. The average guy would probably yeah. collapse. I mean, yeah. seriously, them guys Exactly, are, yeah, I mean. Yeah. You know, and I'm not talking the three months that he has off or whatever. I'm talking when he's touring, doing whatever. Yeah. Them well, guys, I mean, that's why he quit. Yeah. So he could hang out with his kids. Exactly. Initially, you know, or whatever. Like I said, those guys, you know, having all that money looks great. But are those guys any happier? Like, I know some fairly wealthy people. I don't know that they're any happier than anybody else I know. No, I don't think you know? they are. They don't seem like it. No. You know, because they're so driven to make that next dollar that, that they can't enjoy the one they have. Right. So, if, my advice if you is could keep, enjoy the things you got. For sure. If you could keep the frame of mind as, okay, I come from nothing, and so now I do have $50 million, but I don't need the mansion, the Lamborghini, the entourage, you'll think of... All the overhead that that creates. Oh. Go buy insurance on a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Go buy insurance to pay taxes on an 8,000 square foot house. You know, just all this shit that next thing you know, you fucked away $3 million this year just on upkeep of what you bought. Yeah. And didn't produce nothing. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, back to the Kid Rock thing, 
I saw an interview with him, and he's cruising around an old Caprice Classic Chevrolet. It was a former police car, because when he drives around in Detroit, he doesn't get shot at. <laughs> right. Although that was prior to the everybody hitting the blue. But uh, And then I saw a thing on him, and like I said, I could be off on all this, because I don't remember it that well, and I didn't research it before this podcast, because I didn't know we were going to get into this. But, like, I think his house in Tennessee is like a, a modular, and it's wrapped with whatever. He's like... I can change the color of this thing tomorrow. Like, that can cost me squat. He's like, I'd really have some cool cars, some four-wheelers, some side-by-sides, and some land where my friends and I can enjoy some shit. He's like, I had the big house and all that shit. He's like, I had 13 bathrooms in it. You know, I had this big stadium theater deal. He's like, the only time I was in there was when I wandered off the wrong direction drunk and looking for the bathroom. He's yeah. like, I don't need all that shit. Like, what the hell do I need a house this big for? It's me and my son. Like, I don't, I don't need that much room, right. you know? So he went back to a, a more, I don't know, modest, modest yeah. lifestyle, you know. And I wonder how much money it does actually take, you know, because we've all, you know, joked when the Powerball gets to 300 mm-hmm. million, you know, yep, if I went out, I'm going to give each one of my friends $50 million because it ain't no fun to have money. My friends still got to work. But what? where is the line in the sand? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's, it, because once again, people get driven. And, you know, let's just say tomorrow that I invented whatever and, you know, and made $10 million and, I think there's always that fear of, of losing once you get yeah. there, that fear of losing it and it keeps you going. So it's like, well, you know, I don't know. It's your brother and I always used to joke that, you know, if we, if we hit it big on something like that, like we're going to have to come up with some bullshit deal corporation, yeah, form a business, form a business, some fashion. So we can employ our friends with exorbitant salaries. So we had somebody to hang out with, like right. what good does it do me to have $50 million? If you're still making 50 bucks right. <laughs> a week. Like you, you ain't got time to hang out with me. No. I saw, and I don't remember what athlete it was. And I think it was an athlete like in his, one of his last contracts, he worked a deal where it was like his brother got paid $250,000 a year and somebody else got paid $75,000 a year for doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. But he's like, he didn't want to hand them money because they didn't want to feel like it. But he, he worked that into his contract where they got paid so that they ended up, wealthy enough to live on right. without really doing anything. So he didn't have to just fork them over his cash. Right. So they didn't feel like, you know, mooches and he had somebody to hang out with. And I'm like, well, that was a pretty slick way. Yeah. I can't, I have for life, man, I can't think who it was, but it's huh. kind of a neat little deal. I'll be damn. Well, I know you, a lot of people like with us being in the business of farming, you'll people, Oh, I'd buy 3000 acres and this, that, and I, and I really wouldn't. I, I figure I can, I can go get a job driving a tractor anywhere. Yeah. So it's like, I don't need the money. So why tie up all this land and all this shit that some young guy could the, maybe have? The eats that you got to deal with all this stuff with. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like I can get a job driving a tractor anywhere. So I would rather just ride it out and let somebody else have it. Or I guess you could then root out maybe people you didn't like. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll buy this land and I'll rent <laughs> it to the to the yeah. 18-year-old kid, you know, or whatever. You know, I don't know. But I always said I keep 80 acres back and I would just harvest it whenever. Well, it's the 3rd of February. It's cold outside. That, yep. Today I want to show corn. Yeah. <laughs> that, is a, get it. <laughs> that is a dilemma because I would have to go to Caterpillar and buy some track hose and dozers. We yeah. just dig holes and fill them in. Oh, no, that would be it, good times. Yeah. Be like a giant sandbox. Be like Dirt World. Yep. Yep. They get fill it in. Yeah. So I don't know. I, of course, you know, we're all blowing smoke here. I mean, this is problems that I'm never yeah, going to worry about. Worry about <laughs> so it ain't going to matter. It is fun to pretend. It's the neighborhood of make believe. It is fun to pretend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always said that, you know, I would build 
multiple pulling tractors that all look the same. Everybody's like, well, I'd have all these parts. I'm like, no, I wouldn't. I'd have multiple tractors that all look the same. I blow one up, I just take the next one. Like, I don't want 15 of them. Exactly. I just want 15 that all look the same. So when one blows up, I can just hop on the next one, take it out. And we'll fix them in the off season. Right. I'm not screwing with 25 of them. Like I ain't got right. not that many people here. That's a lot of shit to deal with. But if I got a bunch of them that look the same, well, then I can go whenever I want. It looks like the same deal. Yep. Make it all interchangeable. Swap it out. But that's just funny. You'll read stories or see different, you know, documentaries and stuff on, you know, some movie star or whatever. And, you know, their manager or whatever talked them into buying some fucking horse ranch or something. They wasn't yeah. even, I would never do it. It happened to be off his cousin or something. Yeah. They suck all their money out of them. They end up broke as shit. It's like, how do you make $50 million and not know where any of it went? Because you weren't paying any attention yeah. to any of it. Because you hired a guy you thought you could trust, which I suppose once you're making that kind of low money. You can't trust anybody. No, I, I, you know, and I guess, and this maybe where I'm wired different. So I'm not looking to change my family tree nine generations down the line. You know, long as I got something for me and my kids and maybe my grandkids, if I live long enough to see them, that's all I'm content with. So if I made $50 million, I don't really need to invest it. I'm just going to put it in a bank, take no interest for it, because we're still going to live like kings, and we're not going to lose it to a fucking horse ranch or a whatever, you know? I mean, seriously. Yeah, unfortunately, my daughter would have it. We need to have a horse ranch, unfortunately. Right. But, but right. it's just the stupid stuff like that that ends up costing them in the long run. It's like, hey, if I just put that in the Shelby County State Bank, I yeah. can watch the balance. I'm yeah. not paying you to manage it or yeah, mismanage it. Yeah, I don't have to manage anything. Yeah. Exactly. I'll collect that $13 with the interest That's every right. year and go on. <laughs> yep. As long as it gets me through my life, that's all I care. If the kids want to invest theirs, that's fine. Because yeah. I know my luck is I'd dump it all in the stock market. We'd have another fucking crash like 29. Yeah. Went from 50 million to zero. Yeah. Yep. There I'd be digging ditches again. Yep. So, nope. I think I'll pass. I don't need to buy frivolous junk. But... Yeah. Get jobs we hate so we can buy shit we don't need. Yeah, that's about right. For sure. Yeah, you think about our grandparents and so on and so forth. And I mean, we start out better than, oh than most God. of those people had it until they were 50 or 60. Yeah. You know? Yeah, could you imagine, you know, like during the Depression, I mean, not having two nickels to rub together. I mean, that's a pretty scary feeling. Yeah. I mean, especially when you got kids. You know, it's one thing if you're 25 years old and single. I mean, it's still not good, but, but yeah, that's a different yeah. animal than having a wife and kids and. Yeah, you got people to feed. It's yeah. a different deal. Yeah, it'd be pretty scary. But sure. yeah, you're right. I mean, we've had it tenfold better than they ever seen. Yeah. And take it for granted and bitch about it all day long. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, in politics and everything, it was just as screwed up yeah, back it, then. It was as, just as crooked then as it is yeah, now. If well, not, the maybe worse. Is the media covers it more now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you look back far enough, I mean, hell, some of that was probably more crooked. You yeah. could get away with more. Yeah. Yeah, because nobody knew. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, there wasn't a lot of laws in place as yeah. far as investing money here and there and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Times have changed, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. But yeah. It is what it is. So. <laughs> no doubt. Well, what do you think? Cut her off here? Yeah, we this, better wrap her up. a pretty long one here. I think we're hour and a half, hour, yeah, at least. Yeah. Hell of a deal. Yeah, we're we're getting into it. Yep, we are. Yep. The more beer we drink, the louder we get. <laughs> yeah. We'll end up going going down happens. a path nobody wants us to go down. Nope, that's for sure. <laughs> so well, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you see us in Louisville, come up and give us a shout. 
I know you'll be there. Yep. Check me out in Broadbent Arena on Thursday. I should be there most of the day by the tractor. So, Does your tractor still say nasty stuff on the yep. side? Doesn't, yep. I couldn't remember if it did or not. So, yep. yep, nasty stuff, Broadbent Arena, Louisville, Kentucky. Be yeah. there, be square. Yep, sure enough. And then I'll be milling around somewhere with the wife yeah. and son and probably make it over to see you and God only knows what. So, Yep. Yep, so... Well, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you either in Louisville or we'll see you next time on the podcast.